0: Today we are going to discuss about the Neolithic Revolution. Man's stone tools in the earlier times were made by striking stone against stone which left the surface rough and asymmetrical. At a very late stage, these began to be supplemented by ground tools which were made by rubbing stone against stone, or by hand-rotating, softer stone on a block of stronger stone. These tools therefore could have smooth surfaces and well-rounded and symmetrical shapes. They could also be given much sharper points. Whether serving as axes with smooth long edges, or as tips of digging sticks, or as arrowheads, these were generally far more effective than the old Paleolithic or Mesolithic tools. V. Gordon Child discussed it in Chapter 5 of his book, Man Makes Himself, and in Chapter 3, of his What Happened in History. He noted that these Neolithic or New Stone Age tools were associated with very important changes in man's material life. Child argued that once Neolithic tools began to be made, they would in turn make it easier to cultivate the soil. This would come about when humans discovered that they might not confine themselves to collecting wild grains but increase their food supply by themselves putting seeds in the ground. Ground stone axes would help cut trees to clear the ground much better than the earlier raft tools. And with the sharp stone tips of digging sticks, the ground could be better softened to take in the seed. Smooth and sharp spearheads and arrowheads would also make it easier to hunt, and so reduced the distances that hunters had earlier to traverse in tracking down game. As cultivation became more widespread, domestication of cattle would be put on a farmer foundation. The stubble on the fallows would be available as fodder for cattle which would supply both milk and meat and so help to reduce dependence on hunting. With increased food supply, human population would grow and settle agricultural communities inhabiting villages could now arise the communities would in time be able to produce a surplus that is grow more food than the producers themselves required for their bare subsistence Use of clay and mud brick construction would enable the surplus grain to be stored. Such surplus could then also be appropriated by non-producers establishing their right by force. The right in time confirmed by cult and customs. Classes, private property and the state now made their appearance based on such expropriation of the surplus. All these constituted what Gordon Child calls the Neolithic Revolution. Some prehistorians have subsequently questioned the use of the term revolution and pointed out that what occurred was more of an evolution spread over a long period rather than a revolution we know that the origin of agriculture cannot be regarded as an event which took place at a specific moment it is true therefore that we must rule out the possibility of a sudden shift to agriculture but then this suddenness was not what Gordon Child had in mind his concept of neolithic revolution was that this was a revolution in the sense that it marked a major qualitative change, not just a quantitative change. Once human societies adopted agriculture, they created conditions for developing a more complex society. They could produce a surplus which eventually led to the beginnings of civilization. For several hundred thousand years. During the Paleolithic, hunting land food gathering had been the basis of the economy. Agriculture is of very recent origin. Nevertheless, it should be underlined that once agriculture had become an alternative adaptive strategy, it completely replaced hunting and foraging within a few thousand years. Contemporary hunter-gatherers are invariably confined to marginal areas. Agriculture has completely revolutionized the lifestyle of hunters. Now, we can situate this matter in the context of Indian subcontinent. Irfan Habib, in his book, Prehistory, discussed this matter in details. Since Child's time, much new evidence has been gathered, and we can now see much better how our subcontinent too shared in the process. Critics of Child's theory of the Neolithic Revolution mainly stress the long period involved, some 3000 years in the case of Mehergar, to deny the usefulness of the term since the word revolution suggests great changes in a short span of time. But we need to compare the pace of change achieved during the Neolithic revolution with the pace witnessed earlier. The previous Mesolithic age characterized by microliths had a span of some 25,000 years in the major part of India, with man still remaining basically a forager and hunter. In less than one-eighth of that time, all this was changed. Once Neolithic techniques had appeared in Pakistan's western borderlands around circa 7000 BC, It is this relative shortness of the Neolithic phase along with the immense changes it brought about in man's social life that makes it deserve the term revolution. So this is the end of our discussion.